Welcome everybody to Dear Asian Americans. Uh, we are here on the week of March 16th and things are changing quickly. Things are moving very quickly. Um, some good we hear in the world, some not so good. Um, the not so good things include the um, unfortunate spread of the virus into more communities, more states, more people getting infected uh, and more people dying. Um, a big unfortunate part of that news cycle has been the anti-racist or anti-Asian sentiments that we hear, unfortunately, from the highest levels of American government, which has manifested itself in verbal attacks, physical attacks, online attacks across the board against people that look like me and people who look like our guest, Jason. Um, you may know Jason um, from his uh, career as a rapper. Um, you may know him from uh, an interesting part of his life. I don't want to take away his introduction, um, but he's I was inspired to have him on the show today because he wrote something on Facebook that is now going viral, um, mostly with positive support and perspective and gratitude to um, have him organize and share this bit of information. But unfortunately, um, you know, not without feedback of the other kind. So, hey, Jason, thanks for making time for us today and welcome to the Asian Americans. Yeah, man, thank you for having me, Jerry. It's great to be here. I'm excited to talk. Um, little bit about you I, I want to you know share with the audience um, where are you from a little bit about your upbringing and um, yeah tell us about Jason Chu yeah for sure man so uh, I am uh, I'm best known as a rapper and a poet uh, I've been doing solo work uh, under my own name Jason Chu for about the last seven or eight years uh, I, I grew up on the East Coast I was born in Chicago I grew up on the East Coast I moved out to LA and I've been doing, you know, a lot of music, a lot of music videos. I've been on the college touring circuit. That's been great. Um, so I'm, I'm best known as a rapper and a poet. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that I'm also actually, I work as a program coordinator at uh, an Asian American center at Fuller Theological Seminary. So I'm actually in my office right now in Pasadena. The campus is closing down today, so I'm grabbing some last things. Um, but I work professionally as uh, in the Asian American, Asian American studies context. So I do a lot of work and, and thinking about Asian American community, Asian American identity, and the ways that this country has treated us. I think a lot of people are surprised. Uh, you know, the usual stereotype, the usual image is, oh, Asians, you know, uh, we're usually second generation, first, second generation. Our people are new in this country. And so, you know, people are just uh, getting used to us. Oh, you know, like, it was only in the 80s that sushi blew up. Oh, Sichuan food is getting hot now. Uh, people, people aren't racist towards us. They're just ignorant or they're just curious. Uh, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. And the more that you discover the history of Asian Americans, um, which is not to say the history of Asians in America. This is not an international history, right? This is American history. Right. Asian Americans have been a part of America for 150 years. Uh, we have a history in this country, we have communities, we have faced discrimination, marginalization, legal violence, physical violence, and that's the work that I do uh, through my graduate school work. That's awesome, and I, I want to put it in the context because I think if you look at the first 20, 21 years of your life, the trajectory that you were leading, because um, you, you do, you know, looking at your resume on paper, um, you went to an Ivy League college, that's and right. Right. you know now you're a rapper and and so for a lot of us um perhaps that's the dream right to go <laughs> to the good schools and, and make mommy happy and then and then to do what you truly want um but talk to us a little bit about that journey of you know why yale why 
what did you study there and what were you expected to do? And how, what was that process to say, education independent, I want to do what truly speaks to my heart? Yeah, man, thank you for asking. Uh, so yeah, I, I went to Yale University. Uh, I studied, I went in actually as a bio major and then I switched halfway through uh, to be a philosophy major. So I graduated uh, with a BA with distinction in the major uh, in philosophy from Yale. And the reason was that I realized that, you know, for so many of my friends, you know, and, and including a lot of my Asian American friends, um, we focus so much on external things, right? Oh, uh, you know, if you study business, you can make some money and then your situation improves. Uh, if you're unhealthy, right? If you're sick, you study medicine and then you learn to cure diseases. But what I realized was that so many of what's good, so much of what's going on in our world is not caused, it's not caused by physical lack. You know what I'm saying? Like this world actually, uh, the farmland in this world, we generate enough raw food materials to feed everyone on this planet. Right. Uh, so why aren't we? Right. Uh, in America, so many people who are middle class and above, which means that they are nowhere near poverty, are still depressed. Why is that? Why is mental health such a big issue? Um, right? And, and so, so I studied philosophy because I wanted to uh, ask these questions and I wanted to start finding the answers because I realized that, you know, I myself and so many of my peers, um, we struggle and we suffer from these things that are not physical ailments, but it's actually ailments of, of the heart or of the society or, you know, uh, philosophical issues. So that's what I studied. But that's actually why I got into music full time, because I realized that for me, uh, music and, and for me specifically rap music and hip hop, uh, I call it applied philosophy. Uh, the way I see it, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from Marx, actually. He says that up till now, philosophers have only described history, but the point is to change it. Right. The point is not uh, as an and I think this is why, you know, academics sometimes get a lot of hate. Because people say, yo, you, you learn all this stuff, but you're not doing anything to impact society. Uh, so what I realized was that as a musician, as an artist, uh, you know, I, I started putting music online. Uh, I was in a squad with the Fung Brothers, with Andrew, with David. Uh, we put some music online and it started going viral. And I started realizing this, this is the connection between philosophy and the audience, philosophy and society, right? People aren't just trying to sit down and hear a lecture people are willing to listen to a podcast or listen to a song or watch a music video. And that's been my way of disseminating truth, disseminating the stories that I see uh, to the people out there. That's awesome. And I think that you being able to use your platform, um, many people, like you said, know you by just, you know, Jason on stage, you know, as mm -hmm. a rapper, mm -hmm. as a part of night market. Um, and then you have a very big following. And so today you did something that, um, I don't know, maybe perhaps a, um, in, in normal times, a publicist would have begged you not to publish, um, you know, because it is not, I, I, you know, I, my personal feelings aside, because obviously, you know, believe in everything that you shared, um, you know, uh, it was long, but it was impactful. Um, share with us what you wrote today, and then we'll talk about what motivated you to do that. Yeah, word. So, uh, so today uh, I was sitting there, I woke up, um, I was kind of, you know, I've been working from home. I woke up and uh, I've been engaging. Uh, so what I've seen is I've had a lot of Asian American friends posting about uh, Donald Trump 
and other lawmakers, specifically, to be fair, Republicans, um, using the phrase Chinese virus or Chinese flu, uh, or more racist versions of that, uh, to refer to COVID-19, uh, which is this novel coronavirus. Uh, I've had a lot of Asian American friends sharing that this is not okay. And I've seen a lot of people pushing back on that. Um, and I realized that, you know, after, so yesterday, yesterday night, I was engaging on my friend's posts. Why do I do that? I do that because I want to make sure that my friends don't feel alone. I want to do that to make sure that my friends who are posting these things, they don't post it. And then they have five people pushing back at them and no one's right. standing on their side. Right. And then what happens at best case scenario, my friend defends themselves and then they look like they're alone in this right. and no one else is coming. No one else agrees with them. 100%. Worst case scenario is they just give up and then there's just this whole torrent and it looks like nobody cares. It's exhausting. So I was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's exhausting. And it paints this picture of you're this radical person <laughs> who is just saying this thing. Yeah. And, and, and you, you don't speak for Asian Americans. You don't speak for all Asians. Um, so my difference being I'm trained in media. I'm trained in media and in like PR as, yep. as a rapper, as an artist. And I'm trained in Asian American studies. Yep. Right. So uh, what I realized was that there were a couple of key points that people have been bringing up uh, repetitively. Yep. First thing, right. They say, hey, the virus did come from China. It did originate in Wuhan. So what's wrong with calling it Chinese? Um, other people say you're just blowing this out of proportion. Uh, these, these are just isolated incidents. You know, you're not actually, uh, there's no threat to you. Right. Uh, other people are saying, hey, look, Trump is just using this to attack China. Um, yep. He's pushing back at China. China's accusing the U.S. He's accusing China. It's, it's just international politics. Right. Uh, other people are saying, look, people are smarter than you give them credit for. How mm -hmm. could they possibly think, oh, Chinese virus, so now I'm not going to eat at the Filipino grocery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then last people have been saying, hey, in 1918, they called it the Spanish flu. What's wrong with calling it the Chinese virus? Um, so, and, and pretty much, pretty much every person that I've seen, uh, pushing back on any Asian American or any ally who's saying, Hey, you know, this is wrong. This is hurtful. This is dangerous for us. Everybody who's been pushing back, pushes back with one of those five different rejoinders. Right. Um, and the thing is in my mind and in my understanding, there's very clear answers to all of them. Um, so for example, the virus came from China. Okay that's still doesn't justify creating danger for our community, right? Like right. that's fair. That's fair. If you just want to say that, but I want you to know if you're saying that you're creating danger for my grandma, for right. my friend's kids who are getting cyberbullied, for, you know, this, this, this Asian family in Midland, Texas that got stabbed when they were out, you know, at, at the fucking grocery store the other day. Yep. Um, if, if you know that, if you understand that what you're doing is creating harm and you don't care, all right, I have nothing to say to you, right. but you got to know that it creates harm. Why does it create harm? Uh, why does it create harm? Because uh, this is Orientalism, right? What this means is like the West has this pattern of looking at anything Asian and saying it's all the same, right? right? This is how no matter what, if you're an Asian, I was at a wedding one time. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm Chinese American. I'm a rapper, blah, blah, blah. And this homeboy was like, oh, my best friend's a Vietnamese. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but that's cool. That's cool. But 
But like, what that do you expect shit. me to say? Be like, oh my God, I know him. Like, you know? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> that's like you being like, yeah, man, I grew up in, uh, in Missouri. And me being like, yo, bro, I went to Germany last year and that shit was lit. <laughs> like, one, right? Orientalism yeah. means I, they lump everything Asian together. And that's just how it works. That's just, right. that's just public perception. Correct. Uh, people say, oh, this is just isolated incidents. The South Korean consulate in Canada actually issued a warning to all Korean Canadians and Koreans in Canada saying violence against Asians is on the rise. It doesn't matter what Asian you are or where you are. Right. Uh, my friend Russell Jung, who's a professor of Asian American studies at uh, San Francisco State, he, for the last two months, he and his colleagues have been tracking the rise of anti-Asian racism, uh, actual physical incidents, as well as reporting in the media. They've been finding that there's a clear link between uh, presentations of this as a Chinese problem or an Asian virus right. and a rise in actual physical, um, a- actual physical incidents, right. not to mention the trauma of, of microaggression, right? Um, oh, Trump is just using this phrase to get back at China. He's not trying to aim at Asian Americans. The problem is that Chinese people are American too, right? right? By you just saying that, you're telling me that I, as a Chinese person, am de facto non-American or I'm de facto less American. So that's, it's mind boggling to me. I mean, it's not actually, I understand exactly why it works, but people don't, and people have never thought, and people still don't think that Asians are American. And so when something is anti-Asian, they're like, look, he's just doing it to stand up for America. Well, I'm American. Right. He's not standing up for me. He's actually hurting me. Correct. Right. Uh, and uh, a week ago, not even two days ago, when he started tweeting this stuff, a week ago, Representative Judy Chu told uh, some Republican representatives who had been using the term that it's not okay. She outlined very clearly why this is not okay. Five years ago, the World Health Organization put out a guideline for naming new diseases. Mm. And one of those guidelines was you do not include a geographical region because it doesn't matter where it came from. Right. right, if people called it American syphilis, that shit's stupid. Syphilis, came, <laughs> syphilis, like blew up in America. Yeah, but it's just syphilis, right? Sure. This is just a novel coronavirus. It's COVID nineteen. Right. It has nothing to do with where it came from. Um, people say, "Oh, people are smarter than this." People are not smarter than this. I know because all the time, all the time, <laughs> as a Chinese American, I tell people I'm Chinese. They expect me to know shit about Koreans. They expect me. I tell them I'm Chinese American. They're like, oh, so do you speak Mandarin or Cantonese? And I'm like, bro, I did not grow up speaking any of that. Right. People, I'm not saying people are dumb. I'm saying the way that America works doesn't allow for that nuance. If you think, oh, you know, it's cool. Let's not call it the Chinese flu. Let's let's call it Wuhan virus. Right. Bro, it sounds if it sounds chinky, it's gonna drag all of us down. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter, right? Like, because there's no nuance. Correct. Um, yeah. For yeah. First, so that's, that's basically what I threw out there. So first of all, thank you, because I think uh, a number of things, but one, you spent the time to organize it, to talk to your friends who are academics and who, who study this stuff um, and trying to make it as fact-based as possible. Um, tell me about the response, not only from your own Facebook crew, but you know, you've got a big following on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you've shared it on some uh, Facebook groups like the Asian Hustle Network that's got a lot mm-hmm. of people. Uh, what's the mm-hmm. feedback been? 
It's honestly, it's been great. Uh, it's I, I was I was texting my best friend earlier today, and I was like, you know, I feel like I've been I've been training for this my whole life. Uh, you know, it's it's been really cool because I think there's a lot of people out there, Asian Americans and non-Asian Americans, who have been noticing that this is not okay, but they don't quite know the right uh, vocabulary, yeah, right, or the exact reason why it's not okay. Um, and so people say something that sounds super reasonable, like, hey, you know, back in the day, they called it the Spanish flu. Uh, why not call this the Chinese virus? Yep. Which sounds great at first, right? On a first read, you're like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. What you don't realize is that that was 1918. That was over 100 years ago. Right. That flu did not start in Spain. It actually started in America. And it was actually called the Spanish flu because of racism because Spain was a country that America didn't have good relationships with. Right. If you haven't done the research, you don't know. And a lot of my friends out there, they know something's wrong with it, but they haven't done the research. Yeah. Professionally, I get to sit here and I get to learn, I get to study and I get to think about these things. Mm. So I dropped it in a couple of Facebook groups that I frequent. Uh, I threw it in a Twitter thread and people have been sharing it. People have been commenting on it. And it sounds like it's been giving a lot of people words and ideas. Uh, it, it's been giving people a way, a vocabulary, to express what they're feeling, but they don't know how to phrase it. Right. Uh, so that's been really beautiful to see sort of this Asian American and our allies uh, community come together. So from where you sit, Jason, uh, mm -hmm. I alluded to it earlier. You're... What makes Jason is probably one, one of a kind across the board, right? Not only your academics, but your experience um, and your ability to uh, put into words because of your artwork and your craft that most people actually don't get to do. Um, not, not only that, but you've got a lot of people who follow you. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is PR danger zone, but you decided to do what felt right in your heart at the risk of maybe upsetting your fan base and, and things like that. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what, you know, where your moral compass was there and, and um, you know, why, why haven't we seen more people like you, people that look like me and you that have even larger followings that have a platform. Um, and this is not to call them out and everybody mm -hmm. has a different process of um, finding the right time and the right way to contribute. Um, but, you know, this is becoming almost exponentially alarming uh, for my own safety, for the you know safety of the people that look like me and you, especially our seniors, um, you know, our, our grandparents, um, what like what sparked this, and what kept you going in the midst of what I'm sure was a few instances of maybe I should delete and you know just let things play it out. Yeah, actually, I never felt like taking this back. Oh, good, <laughs> I was good, actually good. not worried. <laughs> um, I mean, this is you know the beautiful thing about being a rapper, right? Like hip hop is a genre, hip hop artists are, are not only known, but commended for speaking their mind. Mm. You know? Definitely as a genre that's built on black and brown pain, black and brown communities, you know, marginalized communities. Um, one of the reasons why I'm a, I'm, I'm a hip hop artist is because I find in hip hop culture, this social conscience mm. and willingness to say, hey, you know, we're, we're here speaking truth to power, right? From, from Public Enemy to Jay Electronica, Kendrick Lamar, you know, uh, even Ski Mask, The Slump God. There's so many artists that I look up to. And uh, so for me, it was, it was never a question of, you know, is this, 
because honestly, if, if you don't like me, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you like me and there's shit I need to change, that's fine. That's fine. I'll course correct. You know, I'm, I'm open. But if you just don't like me, I'm okay with that. Uh, but what did give me pause was I just wanted to make sure it was phrased well. I wanted right. to make sure that uh, the shit was smart, that I wasn't just coming off my head with like, oh, this happened and that happened. So you got to understand, like, I wanted to make sure I had statistics. I wanted to make sure I had citations. So if you right. look through my post, uh, which is on my page, and on my Twitter, um, you'll see that there's actually links, multiple links in every one of those points that I made to show people this is not just me making this up. This right. is not anecdotal, right. right? This is not me going, hey, this happened to my grandma and this happened to my buddy. So this is happening everywhere. Right. This is me referring to, you know, press releases, to statistics, to work that scholars and academics are putting together and me packaging all of that into kind of this briefing for people. Um, I see myself as the translator, kind of translating between these technicians who are doing scholarly, specific academic work. And then, you know, my friends out here who, who are in media, who are following me on Twitter, who follow me on Instagram, and, and they're just people out there. How does what's happening over here speak to them, right? That's, that, that's where, where I get to yeah. step in. So that, that was what I tried to be real, real sure about uh, before posting. And, and I think that's beautiful because I think this week, um, especially this week, we are learning and, you know, I've had the great fortune of hosting a lot of uh, everyday heroes like yourselves who are in your own way, however you can, um, you know, using our gifts that are given to us and, and the resources that we have, you know, there are people giving away free food. There are people giving away free services. There are people like mm -hmm. you that are helping people externalize the thoughts in their heads because you have the gift of organizing thought and putting it into beautiful words. Um, everybody's doing something. And I think uh, what you're doing is, is amazing. Um, I, I want to thank you for that publicly. And um, you know, so I, I want to end on this. Um, we call the show Dear Asian Americans. It is based on the idea that it is a love letter to us from us. Mm. And we need to celebrate, support, and inspire all that we do because our stories matter. And for so long, nobody told our story. So uh, it's not just me, right? There are guys like Benny at Next Shark and May with their podcast, like Hell yeah. working tirelessly. Um, if you see May's video from today, she's almost in tears. This is getting to her. She's mm -hmm. seen so much, you know, it's, it's getting to a lot of us. Um, and, and so it is, I think, a interesting time. It is going to be a generation-defining time for us, not as only as America, the globe, but Asian Americans in particular, um, to stick together and to get through this and, and stop the divide of what country you come from or what language you speak or what you eat. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, and this is the first time a poet uh, has done this. So I, mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, Jason, but uh, uh, help us finish out the show and uh, finish out this letter. Dear Asian Americans. Word. Um, dear Asian Americans, I don't tell the Asian American story. I tell our American stories in the hopes that one day the people will see glory. Do you feel me? And if you don't, that's cool. But if any one of these words breaks through and resonates with you, all the struggles you've been through, pain you thought only you knew, this whole life been worth it. Mama birthed me with a purpose from Chinese restaurants and nail salons and into churches. 
been felt worthless. We've been felt hurt inside. So if you're numb, I know that it exists for a defensive service. I ain't mad at you. But beyond the bitterness that's been in us, we're building up these stories and the world will bear the benefits. We've been a mess, but nothing's been amiss. You got to break some eggs every time you make an omelet. Mm. I break it apart and put it back together like chemo on cancer. I have no answers. Just questions that'll open up topics of discussion. They'll have to shoot me to shut me up. I ain't budging. And maybe you won't march or stand, but you can listen and speak. So listen to me speak, and I'll listen to you preach. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, man. Where Thank you can, for having me. No, no, this, is, this has been an amazing um, process for me. I, you know, um, context, you know, I did not start this as a result of all the shit that's going on. I started mm -hmm. this on my own schedule to... Um, leave something for my kids because I don't want them to have the same identity struggles that you and I do still. Mm -hmm. um, I felt compelled to pivot and, and change the, my entire business model because none of that stuff matters all of a sudden. And, and so it has been an interesting and empowering and emotional and all of the above journey for me uh, to be in the middle of this. And just like you um, took bold action and, posted that today. Um, I continue to share every story that I can. Um, and I, I thank you for, for jumping on. Um, you know, for, for folks who are listening, I cold messaged him on Facebook and he said, yes, let's do it. Um, so, people, people care. If you're listening and you're afraid to connect with people, this is the time for us to connect together because of all that's going on in the world. But it is, I think, you know, helping us become a little bit more human. Um, it's been an amazing, I, I hope we can come look back at this time many, many years from now, um, after the hurt has gone and after, you know, all that settled down and, and really look back at this time where you, me and everybody else felt a little bit more empowered and a little bit more proud to be Asian American and to be American from Asian roots, um, respect our parents, honor them, build a legacy for our kids and grandkids. Um, but really that positive pride of not having any shame and to say, yes, we are who we are and our stories freaking matter and we're gonna we're gonna scream it from the mountaintop and um you know we're, look we're, we're speaking on zoom you know a, a fellow brother built this platform that's and true. never that's maybe true. he never thought that you know we would use it to scream at the mountaintop our stories to connect in these tra trying times so um you know thank you eric and then everybody else who's doing their part um and then for people who have been moved by this and for anybody who wants to follow you um, where, where do they find you on the internet, Jason? Yeah, I'm at Jason Chu Music, Jason CHU Music everywhere. You know, hit me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, Facebook, uh, Twitter, reach out. I would love to connect. Awesome. Thank you. And until the day we can hang out in person and laugh about this and smile about this, and until the day that you can rock a physical stage with thousands of people screaming yeah. at you, Jason, be well, stay safe. Drown out those negative voices and keep speaking your mind, brother. Thank you. Thank you, fam. Easy.